0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. That's right. It's your weekly rewind, the MLW Rewind. And I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. And I'm here with my podcast life partner, Lewis Carlin. Lewis, say hello to the people. Hello,
1: everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Very happy that you could be with us. Very excited to talk about this episode of MLW Rewind. We had the Backley brawl. And very excited to talk about it, among other things. And I'm very excited to get into it, man.
0: Absolutely. And I I think we're gonna have differing opinions on stuff. But there are some mm-hmm. people that actually surprised me and impressed me in this show. Wow. Um, really? Yeah. A, a, and um, one of them is in that tag match, which I mean, yes, hands down was was still a, a, a squash match of some epic proportions, yeah. but one person stood out for me, and it wasn't who most people might think because everybody knows I'm a TJP guy. TJP was great, but somebody else stood out for me. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's run it back to the top of the show. What, what, what is with the lip? What is, you have no idea where I'm going. I'm just curious. That's I'm curious. I have differing opinions. I'm
1: curious opinion. where you're going with that. I'm I, curious, I, but we'll I, find out. We'll find out.
0: Nobody saw the face, but I saw the face. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the <laughs> face that he made when I said it wasn't TJP that impressed me. <laughs> this is what I got. Are you guys ready? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I guess we're going to have another, uh, podcast quarrel here on the show but I guess you guys are used to that now right like we're talking six episodes in and there's only one episode we didn't fight or disagree and that was the one that I was on by myself yeah I'm just
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious who it was but we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it so we're just trying to
0: show we had the Max Kruger and Alex Hammerstone vignette kind of a a retelling of everything leading up to the backlay brawl and it was getting everybody primed and pumped for it. And it was a, I thought it was a nice little quick two minutes. We also know that we were going to get an appearance by the filthy Island control center. And this is my favorite thing happening right now. I really do enjoy this, but let's go with the first match of the night. So we had one half of injustice, Jordan Oliver with Myron Reed by his side facing Devari by a sensi Death desk squad members side. Um, Kind of a head scratcher for me. He sent out a death squad member, I guess, because it was supposed to be a squash match. And that's exactly what it was. Um, Oliver won it convincingly uh, over the death squad member. And then there was the Reed promo right before the match, which was uh, challenging Contra next week to a tag match. And um, then at the end of the match, Oliver promos on two, saying how he went from 170 to 220. He's a heavyweight keep your eyes open. I'm coming. Um, the match was okay. Uh, it was a squash match. Lewis definitely probably disagrees, but it was a squash match. You don't throw in a sensei death member against Jordan Oliver. If Jordan Oliver wants to show and prove against somebody in Contra, well, it should be somebody in Contra, not the background players in Contra, the actual forefronting members of Contra. So I know you have a differing opinion. This is why, we are who we are. What do you have to say, sir? Well, first things first,
1: I mean, Joseph Samuel is going to have to get himself a couple of better Sentai Death Squad members because um, if he's like, oh, I'm going to dispatch this Sentai Death Squad member to go after Jordan Oliver and it's at a minute and Uh, minute and 25 second squash match you're gonna need a couple more sentai death squad members with a little more experience than the one that you sent
0: hey but But you got to give it up to you got to give it up to the sensei's death squad member he lasted a lot longer than butt heavy combined
1: heavy yeah i that's true but uh i i personally think this match should have gone was supposed to go a little longer but jordan oliver did get injured i think that was legit um if you notice he did injure his knee or his, his ankle, you could see I was watching the match again, he did twist his ankle, and um I'm thinking it should have gone a little longer, but because he got injured, he had to hit uh uh the cutter and uh win the match uh quickly. But but then you you brought on Oliver Singh he wants to, Ju- um why don't you keep calling him Junior Fatou? Jacob Fatou.
0: <laughs> I like that name. Junior Fatou uh, Jacob the Fatou. Crown Jewel of Contra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he says he wants to take it for two, which is great. He went to squash match here but he hasn't earned a shot. He lost to Simon Gotch uh what 2 3 weeks ago. I mean if 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 they were going to put him in a position to be an opponent for Fatu he should have won that match against Gotch in in my opinion. So right. he's to me it's like oh you go, you going after Fatu but you lost to Simon Gotch so you have no shot against uh Fatu. And that's that's how I see man.
0: Right, and I, I think there's still a lot to show and prove, Jordan Oliver. I mean, like I said, we differed on the opinions of the Gotch Oliver match, but Oliver actually impressed me in that one. He made me a fan that night. This was definitely a squash match, but then to bring him out and say, uh, "I'm not the kid I was," you know, a year ago. I'm 220. I'm not 170. I'm coming. Jacob Fatu is gonna ruin you. He's going to make if you have a wife, he's going to make her a widow. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That's a match. That that I don't want to see, not yet. No, no, me neither. And if I do want to see somebody from Injustice go after Jacob Fatu, Jacob Fatu, yeah. I want to see Myron Reed. I don't want to see Jordan Oliver. See, and I just I something. think that I think that Myron Reed would have a better showing against Jacob Fatu just yeah. because he's a little bit more creative in the ring, and that's my honest opinion. And
1: I am agreeing. I agree with you 100. It should be Myron Reed, not uh not Oliver uh should uh, just said i'm not the man i was a week ago you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not the man i was two weeks ago when i got when i got when i when i lost to samagotch I'm, yeah. I'm a i'm a bitter man now i was i was 218 then i'm 220 now
0: yeah exactly i was just about to say you should have said he was about two pounds difference would have been more believable for sure <laughs> and i don't know where the fuck the 220 is coming from because i'm 260 and i could maul that motherfucker to the ground
1: you're not 260
0: i am Okay, well, what what are you trying to say? I'm bigger than 260? No, I didn't think you I think you are you smaller than that. I didn't no, think you I'm, have... two, I'm, I'm actually 265. I'm proud to say it. My wife likes a, a bigger man. It helps her stay warm at night, and I'm okay, okay with that. And also, <laughs> okay. I'm married to a beautiful Italian woman, and she cooks like a goddess for me. And um, what can I say? I, have, I go back for seconds. There's no first and only first. I go back for seconds all the time. So uh, shout out to my lovely wife, Sasha. I love you. Thank you so much for being amazing. All right. So this was also brought to the forefront and I knew this was coming. There was a, there was a scandal last week, Lewis. There was a ref (laughs) scandal last week. And it was about that bloody, just epic Caribbean strap match. And now court Bauer per our good friend, Alicia too is taking these allegations very seriously. Lewis, he is investigating. We're going to find out what happened. Oh, no. And we're gonna to get to the bottom of it because sure. that was bullshit. <laughs> Did I sell it? I thought I sold it pretty good. Did I sell no? That was pretty
1: <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought you were, you were kidding you He had me fool. You were always oh, kidding. But then I was like, wait a minute, is he kidding or is he serious? It's good selling. <laughs> it's good selling. No, but but one thing is that uh what's his name? Tim Donahy. Is that how you pronounce it? Tim Tim Donahy? Yeah. He's giving them a hell of a lot of publicity. A hell of a lot of publicity he
0: was a jackass back in the early two thousands brother. Yeah. So it's it, listen, all publicity, good or bad. And whoever who's bringing it good or bad is still what one thing, publicity people are talking about it. ESPN was all they had, they did a whole like expose a like 22 page article on ESPN.com about MLW. So how else are you going to get over and grow the fan base? And it, it, it worked because I, ch- I always check the MLW fan base numbers. And they were at like yeah. 106,000 subscribers last week. This week, they're at 116. So over this whole Tim Donaghy thing, they just gained 10,000 subscribers. Oh, that's pretty good. So, I mean, what does that tell you? That tells you that, yeah, as much as we may have not liked the decision, the decision worked. So I give it up to the mad Genius, Court Bauer on that one. Beautiful way to tie it all together. And kudos to you because it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It got people outside of the wrestling world talking about mlw exactly. and that's huge that's huge. exactly exactly great
1: job like you said great job by core bauer um they're getting tons of publicity right now and hopefully they'll uh, they'll use it to their benefit man
0: 100 so what do you think about this de la renta promo i mean first off she looked absolutely stunning i mean i just wanted to sit beside her with that glass of red wine and talk about life <laughs> she is very easy on the eyes And um, apparently now after the Caribbean strap match fiasco, IWA is lacking money, but the new owner of Promociones Dorado, Aztec Underground, apparently has made IWA an offer to buy. And we could see a merging of IWA and Promociones Dorado under the new banner of Aztec Underground. Apparently this week's fusion, there was quite a bit of high rollers For Aztec Underground in the suites above the arena, as they were saying all episode. So there's some money. There's some deep fucking pockets there. And this, what do you think? Because I I know you followed IWA well before I did. And I know you got a little bit more um, insight in IWA. Do you think that IWA could be absolved by Promocios Dorado? Just to clear
1: things up, I know very little about IWA, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but you know a lot more than I do. You knew, listen, <laughs> let's let's be honest here with IWA. I knew nothing about IWA before Richard Holiday took, stole the Caribbean title. I knew okay. nothing about IWA. Before, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. Go back to watch any of the early episodes of uh, MLW Rewind. You're correct to me. So at least you knew how to say the name properly, IWA. So fine you know nothing we both know nothing but okay. what are your thoughts on iwa being possibly absolved into this new i i think thing. this is uh,
1: this is uh could be very interesting we could see uh an inter-promotional um war going on i know we got some aaa against uh mlw but maybe we're gonna get it they're gonna come together and try to do a takeover at mlw get some talent from iwa coming in taking out mlw wrestlers It could be uh it could be their version of the AEW Impact Wrestling Partnership. You know, the, you don't know. It's, uh, it could be very interesting, man.
0: Absolutely. 2021 has shown already very early on to be the year of partnerships. We yeah. saw a little bit of it last year, but this year it kind of steamrolled right from January, right from Hard to Kill. And we've had a lot of successes. And there was a lot of memes going around on Fa- or on Twitter uh, of the Avengers, where it was uh NWA. AEW, Impact, uh, MLW, they were all standing there. And then WWE was Thanos with the the gauntlet. And um, a lot of people talking, a lot of people buzzing about more interpromotions. promotions But here's the thing. People got to start paying attention because if they haven't, MLW quietly has been doing that. They've had TJP on consecutive weeks. And he is technically right now signed to Impact. But Impact is lending their talent elsewhere. And there's nothing wrong with that. He is the X Division champion, so he's getting all kinds of TV time in Impact, anyways. Bringing him over um, to MLW gave them a little bit more. Let me me correct
1: you on something. Let me correct you. He's not signed with Impact Wrestling. I'm sorry. He's not signed with Impact Wrestling.
0: Okay. Well, he has a. From what he's rocking. I mean, he's
1: with Impact Wrestling, but he's not signed to any any exclusive contract. So he can wrestle anywhere he wants.
0: Okay. So when he's that, that's, that's what
1: I, that's what I've read. And that's what actually he said as well, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut okay. you off. You were making a point. Yeah, you I, did. Yeah, absolutely. I apologize. You love go, to go Try
0: to prove me wrong. You love to t- test the manhood. So it's fine, but okay. So he's not no, signed to impact whatever, but he's still representing. He's more of a fixture on impact than he is anywhere else right now. With travel restrictions and COVID, all he can really do is impact. Possibly AEW if he wants to or if there's an opportunity for him to go over there through the impact to partnership or currently now MLW, regardless of the fact, you're seeing a lot more of TJP outside the impact bubble is, is all at my, my own point was, so he's not signed. That's fine. But the fact is he is rocking gold over an impact. And when he comes over, he's putting a spotlight on the X division and he's also putting a spotlight on himself and there's nothing wrong with that. So all I'm saying is partnerships have quietly been forming for a long time. And MLW has been kind of one of those ones who's been doing it regularly for most of 2019 and now, or sorry, to, to, to most of 2020 when they did come back, there was the beginning part and then they stopped for a little bit and then they came back. And then into 2021, we've seen Brian Pillman there. We've seen other, so there is inner workings of interpromotions was my point. So I, I, I don't think He's it's a bad a New idea.
1: Japan Pro Wrestling. He's also in New Japan Pro Wrestling, by the way. He shows up on the New Japan Pro Wrestling US
0: shows as well. Yes, I watch shows. I know this. I know this. So all I'm saying is, is that he's all over the fucking place. I don't know where the. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. Cool. Y- y- you're breaking my balls tonight, but I'm going to forgive. No, no, you. I'll I'm, give you a vibe because I'm not feeling 100%. So next week, you are going to get a thrashing of your life when I'm all over you with the old man jokes. I'm just saying. I'm okay. Just saying. Okay. So then we get after the amazing Della Renta promo with that sweet glass of red wine, Hammerstone pops up on the screen. Uh, he's heading to the, the Contra compound. He's on his way. The Contra compound looks especially like the loading dock of the MLW studios, but well, mystery sake. And then Alicia out investigate uh, announces the court power investigation. We talked about that earlier. And then the Vaughn Erics cut another promo this time without their dad and it was actually semi-okay except with the whole contradiction of we're Texas boys but now we live in Honolulu or Kiwanu or wherever they are in Hawaii so yeah. the contradiction there kind of makes you scratch my head we know that Filthy Island is supposed to be in and around where they lay their hats and um, I did love the uh, <laughs> hashtag GoFundMe we actually made a joke about that last week and I don't know maybe they are watching they stole our joke but they also said that because Tom Lawler's sponsors are pulling out, hashtag GoFundMe Filthy Island. So I uh, I actually thought that was the best part of the promo, uh, in, in in terms of that. But what's your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, well, I'll be honest. I actually I I couldn't give the promo my full attention because my daughter had come down and she was asking me questions, and I meant to watch it again today, but I I wasn't able to, so I, I didn't. The promo didn't have my full attention. So I think you know best on um, if the promo was good or not. I, I don't want to talk on it if I haven't really paid attention to it. So if you said it was good, I take your word for it, man.
0: Wow. That's it. So, guys, there you go. One of us pulls his weight. The other one doesn't. I got a four-year-old who climbs all over me when I'm watching Fusion. But I could still pull it off. But, hey, you know what? I didn't know that TJP wasn't signed to Impact. Whoops. Sorry, world. Yeah. Fucking guy Well, he's
1: well. Technically, he's not right. He's he could wrestle. I mean, when you let's go back when semi.
0: Let's not dwell on this. We got our interview coming up in twenty five minutes, and we got to go to the rest of this. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's okay, guys. Lewis knows who signed and who isn't. I don't, (laughs) nor do I care. The fact is, is that TJP's TJP's face is every fucking where. Okay. So good on TJP for growing his brand and growing within organizations to put a spotlight on them. Can we fucking agree on that, Lewis? yes we can can yes. we move on now we we can Let's Thank let's,
1: you. let's move on let's move let's on let's
0: move on to uh the uh tag team title match you had tjp and bo <laughs> Dow versus los parks with uh my girl Delorenta coming out in all black looking seriously focused um for this match for me there was a lot that uh was again a, a head scratcher uh L.A. Park was all over the place. There was parts where he was trying to pull TJP through the ropes and TJP was kind of following him like a dog, um, trying to get to the right spots. Also, when he put him up in the corner, he went for a headbutt and didn't do it. TJP did a great job of selling it anyways. Um, But the one person who did surprise me in this match, and I know that fucking Lewis is now going to run another 15 minutes of trying to prove me wrong, was Dow. He looked a lot more comfortable in this match. I'm not going to say he was a superstar. He had some spots that uh, impressed me. uh, And I thought he, for the most part, handled his own. Uh, My favorite part of the match though, was when Selena stood up on the rope with a wad of cash and tried to bribe the ref as Los Parks did their, what's now become their signature switch, the old switcheroo. LA Park slid away. The new, younger, thinner, different colored park came into the ring The ref had no idea that the costume was completely fucking different. And he, he puts Dow down. TJP was outside fighting the other park, trying to get him away from everything. Unfortunately, uh, TJP and Dow did not win the titles. Uh, Los Parks retained. And at the end of the match, we saw some frustration boil over in TJP. Uh, He pushed Dow to the floor and he walks out. Uh, Frustration got the best of him that night. They tried to build it for next week. We're apparently going to find out what happened, why TJP got so frustrated at Dow, and it almost looked like Dow was going to cry in the middle of the ring when he got pushed down. It looked like a kid at a grocery store when his dad or mom told him, no, you cannot have that candy bar. You want something to have an apple, but you're not going to have this candy bar. So that's what it looked like to me, but Dow impressed me in this tag match. Um, TJP uh, tried to do what he could for uh la park la park was all over the damn place he looked gassed didn't know what he was doing trying to pull tjp to the set of ring like i said his hand wasn't even on his head go back and watch the match the head button the corner he went left tjp went right there was no fluidity and i'm not sure if it's i could put the whole thing on tjp and dow last week um i got called out by a fan on youtube uh about violence is everything i said that they did not impress me nor were they anything to write home about Fan kind of broke it down to bullet points and listed them. I went back and did some more research on him. Fan was right. They must have just had an off night last week because some of their other matches have been pretty dynamite. But I'm still, the jury's still out for me on that. So kudos to the YouTube fan for the back and forth that we had. It was friendly. It was what the internet should be. There was no bullying. I agreed. He agreed. We had valid points. We moved on. Much like Lewis and I move on every fucking week. Go ahead, Lewis. Yeah, I was going to say, how come we can't? Like, okay,
1: we can't just, you know, get along like that? We then. did.
0: We did move <laughs> on. I I you, you again in the fifth consecutive, fourth consecutive week, found a way to call out my mistake. Okay. And I've highlighted my error. I aired it out on air and said, Lewis is right. I am wrong. I've been saying that since the show started. You have not once said, especially when you called junior for two. Who's junior for two, Lewis? Thank you. Hey, if I make a mistake and you're
1: right, I'll, I'll, I'm the first person i will say you're right and I'm wrong.
0: But I'm it's, right 75% of the time. And even when I'm right or even when I'm wrong, I still maybe possibly 1%. No, I won't be right, wrong. So it is what it is. I still love you, though. I think you're a okay, great human being. Th-
1: thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate that.
0: George uh, Costanza, I, what's your opinion on this match?
1: <laughs> well, I, I kind of disagree. <laughs> I kind of disagree on that. Shocker. I, <laughs> I thought he looked absolutely lost at some points in the match, especially in the beginning. Who's that? Uh, TJP? Just, uh, no Dow. Dow looked lost in the match, in the, especially in the beginning. He looked a little lost in the match.
0: I said more comfortable. I didn't say he looked like a grade a fucking player. Oh, okay. I said right. more comfortable.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. More comfortable, but um, the match kind of picked up when TJP got more involved. Um, and uh, one thing I want the thing I want to talk about though, is, is TJP. Kind of turning on Dow at the end I mean that kind of came out Of left field I, I wasn't expecting that I mean Dow I mean Los Parks cheated to win So why is he me down for the loss Right they he, they cheated by bringing the third guy In that the referee didn't like you said the, the costume was completely a different Color the referee didn't notice It at all and even at the end After all three of, the, three of them in the ring The ref's looking at all three Not going to say anything Oh, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly there's two, but now there's three, but it's okay. I've already counted three. It's time for me. It's, uh, I got to get out of here. I got to go well, back Maybe that'll home. be
0: part of the ref scandal investigations. <laughs> they
1: just, they just, they just brought Domino's in, in the back and I don't want to, I don't. I don't like cold pizza, so it's okay. I'm going to the back, but, um. do you understand what i mean why why is tjp getting upset upset at dow when los parks cheated to win doesn't he realize that they cheated to win unless he doesn't realize that they cheated to win
0: and i don't um, think he does i don't think he's aware of the because he was on the outside of the ring they didn't really show it again because of the shoddy camera work there's only so much they could show in that confined space so um when he was outside dealing with the other member of los parks I don't think he saw the swap or the switch. I just think he saw the one, two, three and okay. think the Dow probably screwed it up somehow. Maybe that's what they're going to do when we see next week, because apparently we're going to find out next week why TJP was so frustrated.
1: Okay. Well, you're right. And I'm wrong. Okay. Wow. Happy, happy.
0: Yeah. It's, it's yeah. The, the ratio is one for four.
1: Yeah, but the, the match was the match was okay. The match was okay, and you're right about that. Uh, we looked like a little uh, baby who had his uh, <laughs> had his uh, bottle taken away. Look my candy bar! Oh my candy god! Candy bar's little bottle taken away. But uh, unless TJP is trying to um, the, the storyline is TJP is trying to toughen him up uh, and um, trying to make him a better man by by turning on him and, and being an opponent instead of a teacher or something like that. I mean, we've seen that maybe before. Only,
0: yeah, maybe that's the only way. Sometimes a student has to beat the master, right? So maybe yeah. this is that point. Um, yeah. Do you want to even bother talking about the, uh, the, the like the third uh, Max Kruger promo of the night where you couldn't hear him, or could we just move on? Let's move yeah. on. Like the whole,
1: I like, I don't even know why they show the promos if he can't even understand what he's saying. All you hear
0: is. I heard one part. I heard one part. I think
1: Contra! he said. <laughs> Hell contrary
0: That's what you hear. <laughs> I heard one. I heard him at one point. I think he said he's going to end Hammerstone. I think. Okay. I heard that. I'm not 100. Yeah, but we, yeah, we, they got to do a little bit less on the the audio modifications on the voice. Just let the guy speak. I think. But yeah. that's that's what that's the the way they built the character. Now it's too hard to go back. It's too hard to undo what's been done. They have to yeah. kind of keep going with it, even if you can barely hear it. They have to keep going with it. Yeah, but there was I, an I, awesome promo right after it, my boy. Leo Rush, the man of the hour.
1: Yep, yep.
0: He answered the call. He answered the challenge issued from last week, Laredo Kid. And it's going to happen. In fact, it's our main event for next week. And I cannot fucking wait. I even wrote that in my notes. Cannot fucking wait. That is going to be amazing. It's title versus title. A Cruiserweight champ versus middleweight. The man of the hour. And he loves his gold. He said it in the promo. He loves his gold so that match is going to be everything that i know it's going to be and for god's sakes please give me 30 minutes of the hour just give me 30 minutes of the hour for that match because i know both of these guys will deliver to epic proportions
1: absolutely you're correct you're right
0: now <laughs> i just think you're being cynical no, you're doing you're, it no
1: no you're you're right you're 100 right this is going to be an absolutely fantastic fantastic match Uh, I can't believe it's going to be next week and it's going to be title for title. It's going to be absolutely spectacular i like like you said i hope they give it a full 30 minutes i hope it's not just like a 10 12 minute match i hope it's a half an hour match hell i hope it's a 60 minute match i mean this-
0: well we, we, we're that's not gonna happen there's already other matches announced for next yeah week. it's okay. not gonna be the 60 okay. but you know what i they, they should have saved this for filthy island but then i remembered there's no money they can't afford leo Rush or the radio kid
1: yeah and and <laughs> as, as alicia toot says she's not paying for it
0: <laughs> no she's not paying for it fuck that why should she have to um uh, speaking of which, uh, we also another another kind of uh, vignette or kind of a uh, little screen crash there quickly. Calvin Tank. Calvin Tankman. Yes. He's returning next week. I'm yes, finally. I'm excited to see him back. Finally, finally. Yes. I, I like uh, it how the, the roster, which was kind of thinned out there for a bit. Now we're starting to get a little bit more meat and potatoes, and I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Alicia made a uh, appearance again later on the show in the Filthy Island Control Center. Um, all the sponsors have pulled. All of them. And... Um, Tom Lawler, this, this, this man is, um, very early on in 2021. Is he becoming the MVP of MLW? In my opinion, the promos are just great. Uh, during this promo, we saw the opera cup. We know he won it. Yada, yada, yada. But also, uh, one of the filthy family, they got an email and they were really worried about the email, but Lawler just blew it off. Don't worry about it. Scam, scam, scam. (laughs) It was just fucking so good. And I, I have no idea, um, what filthy island holds but i know lawler will find a way to not impress me with the aesthetics of filthy island <laughs> but i am looking forward to one very cool match we're going to see king mo who cut that awesome promo in like the concussion ward of the hospital last week we're going to see him and low key and i also put this in my notes i can't fucking wait for this one we're going to see who's the official knockout champ of 2021 is it king mo who's knocked low key out or low key, who knocked out the eight-second man, Bud Heavy. I'm excited. For, I really, I'm excited for this one for Filthy Island. I can't wait.
1: I if, can't I wait either.
0: This will, this will save Filthy Island. This, this
1: will save it, absolutely. Because I was a little skeptical about uh, about um, Filthy Island until they announced that match. I was like, Holy smoke! Low key against King Mo on Filthy Island. I, that's going to be spectacular as well. I can't wait for that. Low key is going to win. Bud Heavy should
0: be the guest referee in that match. <laughs> can we get but let's hashtag bring bud back yeah let's do we it. want bud yes court bauer make bud heavy the uh guest referee in that because he's fucking deserved it because you put him in fucking situations where he hasn't had a chance to shine and if anybody paid fucking attention and actually listened to our interview with him go on his youtube and check his shit out motherfucker impressed me he's not who you see on mlw so all you all you judgers out there all you keyboard warriors i'm gonna hold my keyboard up right now all you keyboard warriors, you guys nice got to chill out. The man's doing one thing you're not doing. He's in a ring. He's trying. He's giving a shit. And yeah, I make fun of him. He's the eight second man. But I made fun of him to his face. That's the difference. I didn't hide behind a keyboard. Well, so all you second. keyboard warriors, no, I didn't hide. But I made fun of him to his and he took it. What are you saying? Well, I didn't hide behind a keyboard. You I actually, said it. To, I said, listen, bud. I called you the eight second man. And he laughed oh, okay. about it. No, yeah,
1: you're true. That's true. Okay, you're right. You're right. Ugh. You're right. Again, Louis
0: right. trying to contradict. No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. no. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because um, you said face to face. I'm thinking person to person. But
0: fuck, like, do, you, do you really? Okay, virtually <laughs> face to fucking face. No, no, no,
1: no. It's okay. No, no. But you're right. Maybe uh, let's, let's get back to the match. Sorry, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to anger, anger you anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hammerstone promo. Uh, No, no, actually
1: go back to the, I'm saying, I'm saying, go back to low key King Mo. If Bud Heavy's is going to be the referee, it's going to have an eight second time limit.
0: That's all you need.
1: Eight second time limit. That's it. That's the match. Eight second match.
0: That's it. No problem. One shot each. And whoever gets, whoever gets (laughs) knocked, uh, even knocked down to one knee, they lose plain and simple. Um, (laughs) One shot each. We have another promo from Hammerstone. Now he's arrived at the Contra compound. He's looking. He's running around, they've got him doing stuff, yada, yada, yada. It still looks like the back of the arena. Um, This match, next match coming up, I got to say, one half of this match impressed me, and I know you're going to disagree, but that's okay. Uh, Gringo Loco versus Gino Medina. You know, Medina Gringo Loco. Um, also, before that, they kind of listed a little bit of vignettes. Um, did he leave? Did he get fired from Dynasty? Or uh, There was a, that whole him and Richard Holiday back and forth. I left. I fired you. I brought you in for the Spanish minority. And once I had it, I fired you. Richard Holiday is just great. Even when you don't see him and he's in a flashback, he's still fantastic. Um, but this match, yeah, like I said, it really impressed me. Gringo Loco really impressed me. Um, that twisting mood salt was insane. I mean, the twisting mood salt. Didn't really land it, but it was kind of like a a headbutt on the shoulder. That was still pretty cool. Um, The boot counter from Gino was also impressive into the flying knee. And then the roll-up back and forth for the win. I got to say, Gino kind of stole that one. Because for a while there, it looked like, and again, you'll probably disagree, but it looked like Gringo Loco was in control for a a fair amount of the match. And I think Gino got lucky and he stole that one, straight up. But Gringo Loco, he impressed me, man. I want to see him back. I want to see some more of him.
1: No, no, I'm agreeing. I agree with you. Uh, Gringo Loco, you look at him, you don't think he can move the way he he can move the, the way he looks. But this guy is super fast. Uh, he flips around. He's he's like a he's like a lightweight. And that that twisting moonsault was just was just fantastic. You don't expect a guy like that to to do a twisting moonsault. And like you said, he didn't completely hit it, but still, that's that's damn impressive. And yes, Gino Medina did steal the match. Um, I, for a second, I thought uh, the, when they initially did the roll-up, I was like, oh my god, Loco's going to beat Medina. Yeah, I thought Loco was going to win, but then he reversed it and he won. So he did steal the match. And uh, I kind of think that if they're trying to build up Medina, he should have won more cleanly. But um, I was impressed with both. And they had a brawl after the match as well. Yeah, um, I was about
0: to say that. There was the promo. Uh, he cut the promo entirely in Spanish with no yeah. subtitles. So I have didn't no idea what he saying. Didn't know what, didn't he, was know what they
1: was, he was saying.
0: But uh, yeah, uh, Gringo Loco interrupted and they fought They fought off air, like the promo ended and it faded to black or to a commercial, a YouTube commercial, if you will. But um, I kind of like it. I want to see more of uh, Gringo Loco. And if I can offer a comparison, because he's one of the guys who doesn't look like he can move like that, but he's impressive as shit, uh, would be a Kevin Owens. around the same build and same size, and he moves a lot like Kevin Owens. So any, any listeners out there, watchers out there who are Kevin Owens fans, check out Gringo Loco. The guy actually impressed, and he lasted three times longer. And Bud Heavy's entire time in MLW. The match was about five, almost six minutes. So he, he like lapped Bud Heavy five times over. Easy. Easy. He's going to get a little, uh, he's going to lose patience with you, man. You keep, you keep, uh, you keep bringing that on, man. No, I, but, uh, I, 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 much respect to Bud Heavy. And, you know, like it, we, like we tell everybody at the end of every interview, you're welcome back. Uh, I don't know if he continues to watch week to week, but he knows it's all in love. And I, I do want to see Bud Heavy back. And I actually want to, I actually hope that Corp Hour listened to us or is watching well we we, we know he's watching because he endorsed us but i hope he's listening and i hope he sees that um give butt heavy more of a chance because uh he would impress i think i actually think him and gringo local would have one hell of a match and i'm not being a jackass right now i think that would be a great great entering chemistry i agree I agree. Uh, from two guys so I, I really mean that from 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 my heart as a wrestling fan uh main event time <sighs> Yeah, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I I didn't I didn't stutter with my side. My side was dramatically long for a reason. Uh, Hammerstone versus Kruger. Um, they fought in a garbage dump, clearly behind the bent behind the back <laughs> of the building. I'm sorry, I can't sell it anymore. Um, then there was the old bait and switch. Hammerstone threw him into one of the garbage bins. Thought he had him. The one, two, three did not look like Max Kruger at all. Was about half the size of Max Kruger. And um, then we saw Kruger. Uh, off to the right, he knocked Hammerstone kind of to his knees, and then he's got his hand pointed out the camera, hell, Contra. And then we just it's done, the episode's over, finito, completely finito. Um, and that was that was the match. Uh, before we get your thoughts on that, I do want to read. I took a picture of the disclaimer during Tom Lawler's promo. There was a disclaimer at the bottom of the screen, I don't know if anybody could see it, but I took a picture. And the disclaimer read, and I quote, MLW makes no guarantee regarding the information contained here or in, nor does MLW assume any liability whatsoever in the event of, the event Filthy Island is a fraudulent business venture. Wrestlers and fans take 100% risk journeying to Filthy Island. I fucking died. I forgot to mention that. My apologies, watchers, listeners. I know we're backtracking before I let Lewis get to his thoughts, before we welcome this week's guest. But Yeah. That was the disclaimer. I have it. I'm actually going to make it my Facebook page. There it is right there, if you can see it. I've got it. The beautiful photo taken right on my TV. And (laughs) I I love it. I love it. And that's the actual picture that I took right there. You see Lawler with the rest of the filthy family. (laughs) Um, That was... <laughs> I just, I love it. I love everything about filthy Dion and Tom Lawler. I fucking love it. This man is a border and red champion. He is going to rock gold this year at some point in time. That's my prediction on that. But Lewis, what's your thoughts on this? Awesome. Main event.
1: Well, first of all, I'm glad you wrote that down cuz I meant to write down that uh that disclaimer, but I forgot to do it, but I'm glad you wrote it down. You glad glad you brought it up. It was absolutely that was that was terrific. I thought it was that was very very entertaining. But uh the Backley brawl um I was, I was initially fooled. I didn't realize that we were going to get a bait switch. I thought it was actually Matt, Matt Kruger until the pin and Hammerstone was like, wait a minute, this is not Kruger. And then Kruger shows up and uh, takes out Hammerstone and looks to the camera and kind of they're going for the cliffhanger ending. Like, oh, my God, what happened? What's, what, what's happened to Hammerstone? I guess tune in next week to find out. Uh, I thought we were going to get um, uh, like a video on YouTube like <laughs> – like what, what, what happened? At, what, what are you doing? I'm, I'm making my shock and
0: face. <gasps> you can't, I, I, I'm sorry. He's making these weird I'm faces. Sorry, but you know what? This week's episode was semi-enjoyable. It actually was. There was some entertaining moments. Definitely the match between Medina yeah. and Gringo Loco was great. But I just feel like there was so many great weeks of amazing things that we saw. And this, this backlay brawl, they, they built this up for close to a month. A month, yeah, and-, and we got eight fucking minutes. Like, we're not stupid. We we live and breathe the MLW product. That's why we started this podcast. But it's stuff like this that's a fucking head shaker. But then, of course, it plays out. We thought the ref thing from the week ago was a was a joke, and look at the publicity that happened. So, like I said, I said it at the, at the middle of the show. Court Bauer, the fucking mad genius, man straight up. I don't know what he's got planned, but it's going to be something cool. And we were both wrong because this kind of was a cinematic match. We thought it was going to be around the arena. It was, it was in the back of the arena, but still it was kind of a cinematic match. And we were wrong that way. We both said it was going to be just around the arena.
1: Even even Hammerstone, as the as, as before the whole thing started, she's was like, "I wish this match was in a wrestling ring." And I'm like, "Me too. So do I. I wish it was in a, in a wrestling ring." Uh, but as I was saying before, I thought we we're gonna get um what what happened when the cameras went off the air and they were to show us maybe a a con- conclusion on on what happened. But I guess we're gonna have to to cliffhanger. We have to wait to see uh, what happened. But the best part is the cameraman saying, "We got to get the fuck out of here."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The cameraman. I 150% fucking agree with you.
1: He's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm it's like I'm fucking getting man. I'm going back to the hotel room. Get, get, we gotta get the fuck out of here, man. That was that was that was the best part of the whole thing.
0: All right. So we're gonna have our guest coming on in about two minutes. So let's be quick. Oh. Uh we won't shout out our socials right now. We usually set them out at the halfway point of the show. Well, we're gonna shout them out at the end of the show, uh, when our guest shouts his out. Uh and yes, it is a he. So there you go. I gave you a hint. <laughs> but you have to wait two minutes. All right, my grade real quick uh straight up for this one i'm gonna give it a c just a C across the board the only reason it's a c and not a d uh (laughs) tom lawler (laughs) that's the absolute only reason and gringo loco those were the two reasons for me that this was a c show and not a d show uh but if you take those two elements out of it yes it would have been a d show for me and that's my reasoning lewis I'm going
1: to say C as well. I'm going to go see it with the same reasonings uh, that you gave. So uh, no need to repeat them. You already said it. So I'm going to go see as well.
0: Absolutely. And just before our guest comes in, I just want to read everybody um, uh, something else that I wrote down myself. Uh, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And I think that us here at ML Domo Rewind We're also going to take the same approach. Uh, MLW Rewind makes no guarantee regarding the information contained here or in, nor does MLW Rewind assume any liability whatsoever in the event Filthy Island is a fraudulent business venture. Wrestling fans, listeners, take 100% risk journeying to Filthy Island. So we are on board with MLW on this one. Us here at MLW Rewind will not be sponsoring. We were never sponsoring, nor would we ever sponsor. We did say we'd give them $3 Canadian, uh, but... Since then, we've decided to pull that as well. So we're okay. on the same bad wagon as Corp Bauer. Journey uh-huh. at your own risk to fill the yeah. island. Journey. Journey. I'm
1: looking forward to February 17th.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be uh, another fire Fest. I honestly believe that that's what we're going to get. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the time is at hand. Please help, please help us welcome this week's guest, the one, the only, the amazing, Zenshi. To MLW Rewind. How are you, brother? What's up? What's up? Como esta? I am very, 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 very well. So blessed. Oh, thank you very much, sir. We appreciate the time you give to us and highlighting you and your amazing abilities. And as two MLW fans, you are somebody we look forward to seeing when you do show up. Um, 150%. So I'm George. Cool, yeah. You know my podcast life partner, Lewis. He was talking to you, setting things up. I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't set things up. I should have done it. You probably being around the same age group, we would have linked up a lot quicker. Lewis takes a long time to write <laughs> on the cell phone because his eyes are older. And it's nothing, it just comes with old age, Zanchi. It comes with, with old age. What is
1: what is what is this abuse? I don't gotta take this abuse, man. What what's going on? If here?
0: everyone watched the first half an hour, they would see the abuse that I take. Oh Moving my gosh.
1: On. All oh right, guys. First
0: question of the day today. <laughs> Zanchi, what was the moment you fell in love with pro wrestling? Do you remember that moment? I call it the oh, definitely,
2: moment. definitely. I was in a pizza parlor. Okay, I was maybe uh, maybe like 11, 12 years old, I think closer to 11. And uh, I, I remember just waiting on my pizza, and on the screen, it was Friday Night SmackDown. And, uh, you know, uh, I, had, I had watched Wrestling With My Brother back in the Monday Night Wars era when I was like six, five. I don't remember a whole lot outside of uh, Sting being my favorite, Booker T., uh, I remember Goldberg, um, but, but, you know, that was more t- a tag along with my brother at this point in that pizza parlor. And I was watching SmackDown and Eminem came out and they were so saucy and all that. And then, you know, this big old swole muscle dude. And then there was this little guy, this little guy with a mask. He came out popping out of the floor and, you know, flipping on everybody's heads. And I'm like, what is this? And uh, that's when I was like, you know what? I can do that. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to do that. Uh, and I became a super fan.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. That's a great, great moment for sure.
1: All right, man. You've, you've been with MLW for, uh, for a number of years now. So what led to your uh, signing with MLW? What led, what led to you, uh, becoming a a member of the MLW roster?
2: So it'll be, uh, I think two years in, oh, hold on. What year is it? 2021? Yes, sir. Yeah, it hasn't even been two years yet. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm actually pretty new and 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 just coming in and getting my feet wet. Um, and then we had this whole pandemic thing, kind of shift everything. So um, you know, it's kind of truly the restart. But back to your question, it was uh, it was in July 2019. I got a phone call from a dear friend named Teddy Hart, and um, uh, I looked at my phone, and I'm really bad at voicemails. I don't answer voicemails. It's like they don't exist to me. And my, my, uh, my Google voice app, it transcribes the voicemails. And I just happened to accidentally scroll over to the text transcribe. And I saw a voicemail. It was like something rustling, something looking for you, something talk to these people. So I listened to it and I'm like, Oh, this is he he left two voicemails over the course of a, of a month. And I didn't see him until like a month later. Um, And uh, I ended up talking to him and he said, Hey, uh, I know these guys that um, I'm sure they'd be interested in you. And, you know, I've been looking for you for a while. And, um, here, you know, so he hooked it up. And um, and there you go. I was on Kings of Coliseum a few weeks later.
0: All right, man. Fantastic. Great story, man. Great story, man. Um, when you started training, was the high-risk style something that you gravitated towards right away? Or did you try and master another style before you went to the high-flying?
2: Okay. Uh, okay, that's a cool question. Um, so I am a, I'm uh, a professional gymnast um, and I, I was a late starter as a kid, but from about 10 to 14, 15, I competed at a, you know, pretty high level in gymnastics. So my air awareness and, you know, just coming out of athletics stuff, you know, um, you know, really helped, uh, really helped build a huge foundation in my wrestling career that a lot of other Almost almost every other wrestler does not have or did not have, especially at the time. So walking into the wrestling school, of course, you know, I'm I don't know anything about how this whole thing works, but I can definitely backflip, front flip, twist, you know, more ways than Sunday. So of course, WWE four, the our wrestling school, had five rings, and one was like the crash ring, you know, it was a little softer, the ropes were nice. So anytime I could sneak away from Mr. Hughes, total protection, Mr. Hughes, I would be over there, you know, trying silly, crazy things. And, uh, but you know, but I had to learn, um, it takes more than just, um, some backflips to, 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 to do
0: well. Absolutely.
2: 100%. We're talking about the
1: high risk style. How does it feel doing all those high risk spots with, with no crowd? There's no crowd reaction. Does that throw your game off at all?
2: Well, you know, it's funny Um, at this point, I don't do anything that's high risk. I actually don't uh, enjoy uh, the, you know, we got to make our, we got to make a living with our bodies. You know what I mean? So when you start out and when it's earlier in your career, obviously you want to do the maximum you can just for the sake of doing it. Like that's just, that's just what the mindset is when you're that young coming in, you're athletic. And a lot of people, a lot of, you know, wrestlers fall into that. That cycle. Well, the next time you got to do another twist and another 540 because the because you, you burnt it out because you're doing it all wrong. At this point, you know, I call myself the aerial artist for a reason. I'm not a high flyer. I actually don't like being called a high flyer and all that because that's what I was, but now I'm more of a more complete fighter in the ring. I'm the aerial artist. So so what I do, the things that I create, it's my special, blended, handcrafted artwork. That I'm presenting for you, so nothing you're seeing, um, you know, is something I'm just pulling out of my ass out there. These, you know, I'm I, I've I've trained um, and I've honed these things, and this is my my technique that I use to uh, to beat other people's asses all over the MLW ring.
0: All right, I agree with that. You do you do beat a lot of asses all over the ring, and I gotta ask because you do a lot of stuff from really low angles, a lot of stuff that a lot of people can't do. And like you said, you spent a lot of years training and mastering. Which out of those moves was the hardest to learn? I I would have to think the moonsault from the bottom rope. Ridiculous amounts (laughs) of agility to get the height that you get. So, what was what? Which which one are you talking about?
2: The moon you said the moonsault from the bottom rope. Which one you? Which one you talking about the four fifty?
0: Yes, sorry, my apologies. I get those confused all the time. Now Lewis is going to give me shit off camera. Great. Yeah, that
2: that that's an extremely hard maneuver. Yeah, um, you know you've got to be a certain level of athletic to do a regular 450 splash, but it's certainly doable from the top rope. And then, you know, when someone busted out from the second rope, people thought that was bananas, but the bottom rope is so much more complicated, (laughs) you know, because you don't take into account that there's the the buckles behind you. So if you don't lean sufficiently forward enough, you're going to hit the buckles when you go up. However, that's usually not what you want to do on a front flip. You don't want to lean forward into it. You want to jump up. So the fact that you have to lean forward just to make this possible and then you're losing height and you've got to somehow snap into the, you know, and rotate fast enough. um, It makes it, I guess, high risk. But however, the added rotation speed makes it more devastating, I find, for my opponents.
0: Well, 100 percent. I've seen you put a few guys down with the one, two, three with that for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: i I gotta say that 450
1: splash off the bottom rope is was a a holy shit moment for me that was absolutely fantastic man you have
2: seen you haven't seen nothing yet lewis you know that's that's nothing you know i'm the only person on the planet that does the 630 centon from the middle rope the only person i've never seen anyone show me a video if you've seen it and if you've seen it better than me you haven't seen it in mlw yet haven't been able to find the right moment to hit it yet but I guarantee, if I'm hitting that move, it's coming with a championship. Well, no well, one's
1: kicked out. George, George has tried it a couple of times, but he he wasn't able to hit it either. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't hit it.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, but you know but, what though? You know what though? Genzi Lewis is right. I've tried it a few times, but here's the one thing: at least I tried it with underwear. Not depends. There you go. <laughs> the Floor's yours, buddy. Floor's okay, yours. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: We're gonna have a match. We're gonna have a Steel Cage match soon. are keep it up, man. Um so your match against Laredo Kid, absolutely tremendous. I absolutely I love that match, man. So your thoughts it. on that match, your thoughts on Laredo Kid, and when are we gonna get Zenshi Laredo Kid too?
2: I uh, I love Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid's a lot of fun. We uh we had a tag match um in Philadelphia uh versus uh Injustice at the time. And um he, you know, he was a replacement. I was supposed to tag with Gringo Local that night, um, but instead. Riddle kid popped in and 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 and, and filled the role coming to come justice. So uh, you know, that was my first time really, really working with him. Um, and uh he's just a stand-up guy. I really, really enjoy um watching him and, and working with him. He's very easy to uh to work with. Um, but this was the first time recently that we went against each other. Um so uh, you know, as soon as we got the deal worked out, you know, the title fight, I was super excited. But I had already been training for Laredo Kid for quite some time because I knew it was only a matter of time before we uh, we clashed.
0: Like I said, tremendous
1: match. I hope we get a rematch, man. Absolutely fantastic match, man.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, Yeah, we definitely got to have a rematch. Maybe Absolutely.
2: for my championship this time.
0: Well, yeah. And both of us said that last week in our episode. We said that your match, that should have been the main event because the main event that was on that night was not worthy of being called the main event. You said <laughs> your match was the match that stole the show. We stood by it. And as, as much as I, I can't wait for you versus uh, Laredo Kid too, I got to pose this question because next week we're getting Laredo Kid versus my boy, the man of the hour, Leo Rush. And oh, your boy. Title. Oh, uh, your boy. Okay. He's my boy. He's my boy. Uh, we've never Leo seen that person, but I uh, I love him. But I, 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 I'm a fan of yours just like I'm a fan of his. But they're going title for title. So, whoever wins is going to be a double champion. So, with you and Myron Reed clearly waiting in the wings, and you potentially having to go through Myron Reed to get to either the Rado kid or Leo Rush, depending on who's rocking double gold. Who you like? How do you prepare for Myron Reed if you have to go it's, there for the number one contender? It, it, it's a situation. It's a it situation. Is, dude, it's, Let me it. I, I was sitting there holding my situation. breath.
2: It's a situation. It's situation. And and there's so many layers to this. I don't know if we got time, but you know, I'll start with this. I'll start with Leo Rush. Leo Rush is one of the good guys in wrestling. You know, he 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 talks a big game and plays a big character coming into MLW, coming into our house and wanting to run shit, you know. He has earned his stripes at this point. You know, there was a time where you couldn't say that. But at this time, he's earned his stripes. You know, I remember preparing for a match with Leo Rush when he's looking at me like, hey, I'm nervous. I don't know quite what to do. And I'm like, hey, relax, kid. You know, we got this. Make sure you listen to me out there. There was a time, you know. And um, throughout the years, you know, he's blazed his trail and I've blazed mine, but he's always come back with a nice handshake, he's always been respectable. But that doesn't change the fact that we're still adversaries in MLW. So he may have the spotlight right now as the MLW world middleweight champion. And he may be going into that huge match against the guy that just barely got the win against me. But guess what? Leo has not forgotten. He still has not beaten Zenshi yet. Never has. Now, moving on to Myron Reed. Before this whole pandemic, before we even had to have a restart, Myron Reed was the man, and that was the guy I was gunning for. Of course, man of the hour comes in, steals the spotlight a little bit. Okay, I'll let him have his fun first. Maybe I have to go through Leo Rush first, but Myron Reed is still on my list as well. (laughs) So guess what? Any way you want to put us together, Laredo, Rush, Reed, Zenshi. You can mix it up any way it's gonna be. Then she's gonna come out on top. Then she's gonna come out with three championships. <laughs> how about that?
0: I uh, I don't disagree, and I also want to say uh, to you and to Court Bauer, when that moment happens, shut up and take my money. Take it, take <laughs> it quickly, because I I want that. I want a fatal four way. We gotta make it happen somehow. I don't care I how the stories about- work. Court Bauer, you're the mad genius. Write me something good. You wrote me Filthy Island which has been fucking great. Write me something good. By the way, has Tom Lawler approached you on being on Filthy Island knowing there's no money? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> back when back when then there was a money deal, back when there was a money deal, he did come to me and he was like, "Hey, I got I got something
2: you can't refuse. I got an offer you can't refuse." And and honestly, I was a little frustrated at the time. I was just just got my uh my ass beat from Tankman. Another good egg. But uh just got my ass beat from Tankman and he came to me in the back and he was like, "Hey, you know, that was BS. What happened out there? You know, you just got caught. But guess what? I still see value in you. I got this. I can't really disclose it yet, but we did work out something. Didn't come to find out there's no money, but sometimes it's not about the money. Sometimes it's about the experience and um, I'm still game. So when it's go time, you're going to see something uh, real special. Fantastic. Fantastic. Lewis. And you, you, you
1: mentioned some really big names there. What about Jacob Fatu? Have you any any aspiration about going after Jacob Fatu and the heavyweight title?
2: Ooh, Fatu. Hey, you know what? Middleweight, cruiserweight, heavyweight—I'll knock them all down. Call me Max okay. Holloway because it doesn't okay. matter what weight <laughs> class we're in here. I'll take okay. them all down just like Max Holloway takes down DC. See, Fatu is a super special talent. To be so big, to be so athletic. To be so menacing, he's good everywhere. Um, so let's handle Leo Rush first. Let's handle the small fries. Let's get me in the middleweight championship. Let's go for the open weight and then let's work our way up to the heavyweight. Being, you know, a coup de grace. I'll have all of them. All right. Absolutely. Love to see that match.
1: So I think you would give Fatu a
2: fantastic, fantastic match, man. Zinji <laughs> and Fatu. Hey, book that one, Court.
0: <laughs> Well, you, you forgot one other title, though. I mean, it's not really a recognized MLW title, but the Caribbean Championship, you and Richard holiday that would be a barn burn, in my opinion.
2: You know, I've only crossed Richard Holiday's path one time, and that was in that little battle royal uh, that we did uh, maybe a year ago. Um, you know, he, he he usually stays to himself in the locker room. He's uh, a little too good for, for I guess, the, the common folk. So he has his own private locker room, and... And and all that stuff. Um, But something about the guy doesn't rub me the right way. Um, As far as the Caribbean championship situation and all the um, controversy, um, those boys clearly have uh, unfinished business. So I'm sitting back. I'm cheering on Savio Vega. And uh, I'm sure it's not over between them two. Let's let them work that out. And then we can think about the South American king coming over and taking over the Caribbean. I love it. I love the vibe. (laughs) Now We said Corp Bauer's name a
1: couple of times. What was your initial um, opinion of Corp Bauer when when you first met him?
2: Uh, When I first met him, very quiet um, and uh, reserved type energy in person. But, you know, super, super inviting and jolly. Um, It's funny, you know, maybe the first four or five times, um, you know, I've actually met him um you know in the back backstage it was you know it was just very short and simple and you know and oh thanks for thanks for coming but it was after my match with l lindemann uh and in, in philadelphia um that match i feel was my best effort um with mlw up to that point and it was a great uh it was a great opportunity for me one-on-one uh fortunately i didn't get the the victor i wanted but apparently the effort was was enough for court to uh single me out um later on in the hotel and just like, hey, that was really, really, you know, I was rooting for you out there. It was really, really good uh contest against Lindemann. Um, and that was the most he spoke to me um since uh we first met. And it was cool to see his uh personality come out a little bit more. And um and uh yeah, he's cool in my book. How long
1: are you signed to an official contract? And if so, how long is the contract?
2: Multi-year contract. We okay. got about
0: uh, I don't know, a little over two years left. Okay, all
2: right, cool two years
0: awesome. to make something
2: special happen
0: we don't, right. need three, we don't need two years to make something special happen we just need core power to understand the situation now that's what we need well let's hope you know it's been about
2: two years and um you know uh we so we, we got we got two more let's see if we can make some fire happen
0: absolutely i, I got a question for you and i think this is a, a perspective that you might be able to be uh very open and honest about uh the middleweight division Do you think it's highlighted the best it could be in MLW right now, considering uh, what uh, Impact is doing with the X Division and how very high that's like, you know, a decent percentage of their show? And also, you know, the WWE Cruiserweight Champion being able to be on NXT and be highlighted there for, you know, a, a very strong period. I think the division in MLW is top notch. But do you, I believe, and this is my opinion, I believe it could be highlighted a little bit better and a little bit more because I think you guys bring the fire every week. Whereas some of the other divisions have let us down. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Interesting perspective. Interesting perspective. Um, okay. I don't really watch a whole lot of wrestling outside of my opponents that I have to prepare for um, these days, to be honest with you. So I have the faintest idea what's going on at Impact right now. And just a an inkling of what's going on at WWE, but you know one thing about WWE and their machine that they have, um, you know, that's that's not something you know the wrestler has to worry about so much. Uh, uh, the spotlight, they're they're gonna be seen. It's it's, it's, it's they're gonna be seen everywhere. About Impact, um, you know, I I, I feel like. From what I know of Impact the X Division, you know, um, used to be sort of like a an extra division. <laughs> you know, it was the extra division. Well, you're telling me now. Um, are you saying now it's a uh, it's it's getting more respect? Would you say?
0: Oh yeah, in my opinion, they have some of the best wrestlers in that division. TJP right now is the champion. Uh, Rohit Ranju was the former champion. Uh, Chris Bay was also a former champion. And these guys. Good guy. I mean, these guys and you, uh, given the opportunity in MLW, because TJP is kind of over there. Maybe that's opening the doors for more opportunities. I can see you and Row Heat just flowing down some fire. I could Yeah, you I think Chris that has the, just- you
2: know, Speaking of uh, Impact, I, I think it has something to do with you know just the new rotation of talent. Like all those guys you mentioned, when I competed in the X Division against Crazy Steve um, and uh, against Jeff Hardy that one time, it you know it was a uh, it was a different land. It was a different Impact land. So. Um, good luck to those guys competing right now. And, um, and, you know, good luck for them back to the middleweight division and MLW specifically with us having a one hour show, it's just hard for anyone to get true spotlight. You know what I mean? Outside of if you've got a shiny gold belt. So if you are one of the champions in MLW, you're going to get the maximum exposure that you possibly can get. I think Um, being that we only have an hour show. Um, but sometimes that leads to you having a huge roster and, you know, you may only get one match every few months, you know, case in point. I, you know, I was you know, a little more active the last couple of weeks against back to back with Daivari and, uh, the radio kid and a few weeks back Tankman. Um, but before that, um, you know, we don't get to see, you know, we don't, we don't get to see as, we don't get to be active every, you know, as, as much as the other promotions. So, I don't think it's quite fair to compare it apples to apples as far as promotion wise, when we only have an hour and we, and we got to we have a big wide roster, like you said.
0: Fair enough. 100%. And I, uh, I guess then court power, you got to give us an extra 30 minutes. That's all I'm asking. 90 minute show. Give me an extra 30. <laughs> that would yes. be a good move. A 90 minute show,
2: 90 minute show, five matches, four or five matches. I think that would be great. I think five. Yeah. Track five matches in there. they would be good.
0: Absolutely.
1: You mentioned the match with Calvin Tankman. Uh, what's your thoughts on Calvin Tankman? I watched the match. It looks like he had a little <laughs> trouble with him. Uh, but do you think, he, how how
2: much potential do you think uh, Tankman has? Tankman is like money walking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. First of all, Tankman, really good guy. Uh, just great energy. My, my first time medium is when he came in. Um, looking for a fight. And it's funny when, uh, you know, when he had signed, they signed him right away before he even had a, con- well, sort of like me, I got signed right away before I competed, but he, he comes right in and nobody raised their hand to go with this guy. Like nobody, nobody wanted him. Um, you know, it, it, it took him a while to actually find an opponent. I raised my hand nice and loud. I love styles, clashes type matches. Um, yeah. You know, I love wrestling big guy big guys. You know, I love uh, floating around them. Um, it's just fun. It doesn't always work out, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So I was uh, super eager to test myself against them. Um, and I had a, I had a good time until I didn't. Until it hurt.
0: <laughs> 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 until it hurt. <laughs> All right, this is going to be my final question uh, for you, sir. But um, MLW allows a lot of creative in their matches and a lot of things that don't get, I guess, recognized enough is the 20 second count on the outside, which allows for so much storytelling in every match that can be done. Do you think that that extra 10 seconds on the outside allows for a little bit more creativity to come out of the aerial artist if there's an opportunity to go outside of the ring?
2: I think for sure. I love using the uh, the, the environment uh, as a weapon. I use the, uh, I flag on the ring post and and, and all that but there's an important thing to consider you can't win the match outside the ring so although it can open up so many doors of offense and defense it could lower your chances because if something goes wrong out there there's not much uh you know it's not very forgiving. the concrete and the metal and all, all that kind of stuff that could be outside the ring there so um it's definitely you gotta you gotta be strategic sometimes maybe it's um you know, uh, not a smart idea to stay out there too long. Um, um, once you, uh, once you get your get, you know, you get your shots in. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the 20 count versus the 10 count, I think it does, um, you know, have a huge potential to change match outcomes. How many times have you seen matches end on count-outs that you're like, "Oh, that guy could have won," or blah oh, blah blah. So 20 20 seconds does, you know, give it give it the fighters a lot more room. Um, a lot more discretion, um, when it comes to proving who's the better uh man or woman
0: out there 100%. I like it. Yeah, 100%. And I loved your answer, I did, I loved your answer. Thank you for that.
1: And this is my last question as well. Uh, how would you rate your time with MLW up until now? And with your talent, do you feel you deserve an even bigger push in
2: 2021? <laughs> I love you, I love the way you think, Chris um how would i rate it like out of 10 what is this a 10 is a one to 10 system let's go a
0: A, b c d e
2: so a is the best
0: a is the best
2: oh like the school school system yes um so far um there's so many perspectives you could look at it um but as an aggregate i'm gonna say a c I'm gonna say a C, I'm gonna give it a C. Um, So the overwhelmingly awesome marks is how well they take care of us. They really do take care of the wrestlers as far as accommodation, as far as making sure, you know, even you're flown from wherever destination you need to be flown from and to, and what times. It is a lot of care, uh, you know, as far as how they treat their wrestlers, um, which is awesome. Um, You know, with like I said before, with us only having an hour right now, um, we're not as active as you know I would like to be. Um, but you know, everybody's doing their best. <laughs> you know, um, when it comes to you know the, the the opportunities to be creative and and to do something special, um, you know, just coming in from an outside, you know, you don't you don't expect to just shoot right to the top. Um, you know, there's got to be work to do. You got to go out there and prove yourself first. And um, and I felt like I was just beginning to do that um, in the month that I was, uh, you know, first signed um, and then with the setback of the whole 2020 deal. And we're just now again, have, it's almost like truly a restart. So I feel like I'm still having to prove myself once again, um, you know, so I'm really interested to see how the next year plays out. I'm trying not to judge the past too much. Um, I'm really interested to see how the next year and the next uh, two years play out, because I do think I have a very unique, very special, rare talent that's unlike any other performer on this planet. And it's been that way for a, for a while. And I feel like, you know, I know you have to prove yourself in a new place, but I've, I've been proving myself all over the world um, for quite, a, quite, a, quite some time here. Um, so at some point, you got to look at if championship opportunities aren't coming my way um if you know the opportunities i want aren't coming my way after a while then um you know you gotta you gotta reevaluate but right now i feel like we're in a good spot and uh i'm looking forward to continuing to do my best uh and continue to do my job and continuing to uh to put the best fight fights uh, on uh, that i can all
0: right man i think you're doing all that and more and Zenshi, this I has agree. been an absolute pleasure agree. to have you on mlw rewind with your boys, George and Lewis, Before we let you go, for anybody who's stupid enough to not be following The Aerial Artist, where can they find you on the wonderful world of social media?
2: Yeah, most active on Instagram, at The Aerial Artist. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, slash The Aerial Artist. Um, you know, we didn't get to talk about some of the other projects outside MLW. Maybe we can do a round two. We could do a rematch at some point. And we can get into uh, LuchaWare. We can get into the League of Luchadors. We can get into Weekend Lucha a little bit. Um, sidebar. Um, but, yeah, Instagram and Facebook, um, best places to reach me right now.
0: Fantastic. And I'm going to let Lewis go next to shout out his socials because he does have a bedtime. Lewis. <laughs> Burn. I'm allowed to
1: stay up late today. It's okay. It's
0: okay. <laughs> it's a Friday. You finished all your beats It's Friday, yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. So it's uh, on Twitter at Shooting Up North, Instagram at Alliance PW uh, Wrestling, and I'm sorry at Alliance PW Network. I'm sorry Alliance PW Network on uh, Instagram, Facebook Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, YouTube Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, and please hit that subscribe button. You can go now, George. It's your turn, man.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> mine is a lot simple. My Mine is real, real easy. Um, it's Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook, at, underco- at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, and Straight Talk Wrestling on YouTube. And Zenci, just to let you know, this episode is dropping this weekend on Sunday. We drop new MLW content every Sunday. So if you smash, follow us. You'll get the notification when we're dropping this fantastic interview. And, you know, your boy, he follows you. And I'm hoping... Maybe, just maybe, early Christmas gift. I get a follow back from the aerial Hey,
2: hey, hey, no problem. You got it right here.
0: (laughs) Fantastic, fantastic. As always, guys, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. You know my podcast life partner, Lewis. Lewis, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. And and you know our our guest today, Jensi. Thank you so much. The aerial artist, the king. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We appreciate you.
2: Muchas gracias, me amigos.
0: All right. Take care, guys.
1: Thank you. Take care, buddy. Bye bye.
0: Peace.